We serve an awesome God, and it is such a privilege for us to be in his presence today. Thank you, everyone that's been leading us so powerfully today. Uh, thank God for the praise and worship session. Thank God for the testimonies. Thank God for the powerful, powerful prayer time. We are grateful. I hope you can hear me. I hope, I hope you are hearing me. I hope people are hearing me. Amen. Is anybody not hearing? I seem to be muted. Praise the Lord. Okay. Sorry, I have been muted all along by our fantastic uh, technical crew. <laughs> Hallelujah. We want to bless God for what he's doing with us. And uh, I want to thank God because I know that this is no ordinary meeting. For us to be able to meet this way means that God is just up to something. We are in a sit situation of life and uh, of, um, of the current times that we're in that we need to just see that what God desires to do is to continue to help us to uh, 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 take charge over the situation. And I want us to pray, carefully consider the season that we're in. That is an opportunity for us as children of God to be a people who are excited, not because we are happy at what is happening, but we are excited because we recognize that we are the solution. We are the solution to the present time. Not because we are better than anybody else, but because we recognize that God has put and committed the uh, advancement of peace on earth, the advancement of joy, the advancement of love into the hands of those that have embraced him through his son. And so we are privileged, and I want to welcome you very specially to the meeting today. Thank you for your patience with the technology. It is a very unusual way of having a church service, but here we are. We are in 2020, and uh, many of us will confess that uh, we have been working like this for many years in our various work uh, where we have to meet with people virtually, and um, it's not a new thing. And um, the church is usually the last to catch on to anything that, that happens newly in my own few years of existence on earth. But well, we thank God. I want to say you are very welcome. And those of you who will be watching this later on uh, LiveGate Outreach TV, I want to say God bless you. Uh, if you are listening to the sound uh, cast also, the, the podcast also on, uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts or on Android platforms, I want to say God bless you. And uh, we want to thank God for everything. Now, by the grace of God, in the next few minutes, I want to encourage you to please engage with the service. Uh, we will be having some, a little bit of variety also after the message, so don't rush off because we really want to trust God that we have a full experience of service, uh, at least on a Sunday like this. And um, I want to say that by the grace of God, since we started about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, the fourth Sunday now, uh, we, we started a series on um, uh, the godly values for restful increase. Godly values for restful increase. And our banner today uh, is, is, the, is, the, is marking on the theme for this session, which is on the power of excellence. As you can see, it, we have started with love as our first core value. And uh, we have also looked at, um, the, that is to love God. Our first core value as a church is to love God and love one another as a family under God. And uh, secondly, to use our God-given ability to serve God and humanity. 
And thirdly, to be able to act in faith, even as God instructs us per time. We looked at that last week. And today we are looking at the fourth core value, which is to always serve God in excellence. To always serve God in excellence as he enables us. And next week, by the grace of God, we will look at the fifth core value of trust. If you want to keep remembering these core values and the sequence, they, they, they are listed. Remember the acronym LAFET. LAFET, LAFET. Love, ability, faith, excellence, and trust. And so today, we are looking uh, at a theme called the power of excellence. And I don't want to say this uh, being oblivious of what is happening around us. I believe that everything that is happening around us is shaping the world in a new way. Whether we like it or not, the world has been impacted and uh, the world will change. The world has changed and it will remain changed by reason of what we are going through now. But what is the change that you and I need to make with the change that is happening? You and I need to reflect. You and I need to look at where we have been before this crisis. And you and I need to look at where we are right now and uh, as God gives us life in waiting for Jesus Christ, where we need to be moving forward. So as we look at this core value today, I want you to, to reflect on, on what God is speaking to us as people. When we talk about excellence, when I was in primary school, if I scored 100% or 98%, my teachers would write on my script 100%, and they put excellent. Uh, because that was regarded as excellent. When you, when you score all the marks, it was regarded as excellence. When you did the right things and you presented something very well, they would say it's excellent. When you did a presentation, you sang a song, you did a, a drama, uh, or something that was spectacular, you won a big award, people would say that was excellent. Because excellent in the perspective of human beings has to do with doing things very, very well, which is fine. But we need to look at excellence from God's perspective. We need to look at excellence from God's uh, understanding and God's definitions. Because we need to know that even though excellence is defined as a quality of being very outstanding or extremely good, we need to know that God is the standard for good. Every time we talk about good, without God, there can be no good. That's why when that rich young ruler came to Jesus Christ and he said, good master, what must I do to be saved? Jesus first said, what, why do you call me good? Only the Father is good. He wasn't saying that he wasn't good, but he was just trying to make the rich young ruler understand that you can't use the word good without God. The word good must have God. So anytime something, somebody does something that is inspired by God, with God, and it is done well, then we say it's good. But outside that, it may be okay, it may be fine, but if we call it good, we're just calling it something that is not really what it is. But I want us to understand, in James chapter 1, verse 17 to verse 18, the Bible says that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither a shadow of turning. And so it is important for us that we must understand that good and perfect can only come from God. Can I have James chapter 1 verse 17 and verse 18? Good can only come from God. Good gift, perfect gift is from above, is from the Father of lights. And so if we are talking about excellence as a quality of being outstanding or extremely good, we are saying that it is an attribute that must involve three things. It must involve God, 
It must involve me with God in me, and it must involve what I do with God in me. Say with me, wherever you are, it must involve God. It must involve God in me, and it must involve what I do. Hallelujah. So, excellence means I have a recognition of God as the sovereign God, the giver of good and perfect gifts, and then I have his recognition of his working on my inside. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13 says, For it is God who walks in us. It is God who walks in you and I, both to will and to do, both to have the in-working and to do the out-working. It is God that makes us excellent. And what does this all mean to us? And what does it mean to our world today? Friends, we are all shocked by what is happening across the globe. We see big nations crawling. We see people who we thought had every solution within an instant and who have been doing fantastically well in many cases, responding quickly. We see strong economies throw up money in billions overnight. These are mighty institutions. These are mighty governments, no doubt. But we see lives being lost on a daily basis as if, you know, ants are dying. Just for us to understand that no matter what we think we are as humans, without a regard for that God, without a regard for that one who is sovereign, who watches over all, we are still nothing. The Bible says all flesh is as grass. The Bible says our lives are like vapor. And we must understand, this is not to scare us or to make us in any way feel arrogant that we are Christians and we are better than others. I've always said this, that's not what it is. But what it means is that every one of us needs to understand that the God we serve requires us to continue to depend on him, to continue to reflect his character, and also to continue to draw men to him. Oh, how our Western nations have so denigrated this God sadly oh how those who went around the world to proclaim this god and to to mention his name to nations that were in darkness in quotes 100 years ago 200 years ago how people from the same nations today no longer want to hear about the same god something is wrong something is wrong and we cannot sit down and say because you know we're in modern times and we just need to 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 be accommodating and just keep quiet if we read from biblical history, every time a people and a nation move away from God, they open themselves up for calamity. It doesn't make God wicked. It doesn't make him mean. It's just the way that the God of this world operates. Satan is called the God of this world and he takes advantage of the straying away of people from God. So it is God that walks in us. And so as Christians, we must make sure God is at work in us, willing all the time, doing his good pleasure all the time. We read Philippians chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 11, just to recapitulate, and those of you that will be listening to this later on online, we read Philippians chapter 1 from verse 1 to 11 in our Bible reading, and uh, we, the Bible says in verse 3 that I thank my God, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. And verse 4 says, always in every prayer of mine making requests for you all with joy verse 5 he said for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now i'm rejoicing he said being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you he who has begun a good work in you 
will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. The life of a Christian must be one of tenacity, of focus, of purpose. One that is not giving up. Have you sat down to ever wonder when you look at the saints that are even in our contemporary times who have been going in, in Christianity in forefront of ministry for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, some of them still alive, still kicking strong. Have you ever sat down to wonder what it takes to, to, to endure the temptations, the trials, go through the fallings, the risings, the, the difficult moments, the, the dark times that they lost close relatives. Some of them have lost their wives. Some of them have lost their children. Some of them have lost their jobs in the process. Some of them have had horrible things happen to them. They've been robbed. They've, many things have happened. They've been denied of jobs, promotions because of their faith. And yet they're going. The spirit of excellence is that one that God works in us to be outstanding. It gives longevity. The Bible says, Paul said to the Philippians, I am confident of this thing, that he who has begun in you will complete it. The problem people fall away and fail is because at a certain point, many people start to think it is them. Many people start to relegate God. This is what is happening to our Western nations, I would say, and even to the nations of the world that are not so much Western, in quote. We, we suddenly feel that we've got it all sorted. Our economies are working. In my home country in the 70s, there was a time we had what was called the oil boom. We had a civil war in the late 60s up to 1970. And uh, just after that, there was something that was called the oil boom. Oil became so much and it, was, it became a treasure on, 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 the, on the globe. Oil, odd crude oil. And our, our head of state, I was going to say late head of state, is still alive. <laughs> He's about 84 years old now. Uh, the general, Yakubu Gowan, he said, you know, Nigeria's problem now is not money. He said the only problem the country has is how to spend money. In my lifetime, that happened. I was a kid, but I watched the videos, I heard, and some of you can still see the clips on YouTube today. I, I wish I can see him wherever he is and ask him that what is the problem of the country today? You see, we think at times that we have become something. At that time, God was prospering that nation. People came in from all over the world to work because the economy was good. It gave opportunity for missionaries to come in. Many schools were built. Many hospitals were built by missionaries because the country was conducive for good business. God is not a mocker. But when the country started to become one that was doing things the way they liked, it became a country that started to go down and slide down. Even on the economies of the world, as powerful as that nation is today, it is still suffering from those deviations from the things of God. Friends, let us understand that staying with God and being somebody who is at work, who God is at work in us to the perfect day, is not just about church attendance. It is about quality. Excellence is about quality. When we are talking about being a people of excellence, we are talking about being a qualitative people. I have said to God, I don't want to go to heaven as a pastor of a church that had 50,000 or 100,000 people that I found that I just managed to scrape to heaven and everybody else went to hell. I prefer to go with 10, 50, 500, 5,000, whatever that number is. I prefer to go with them and every one of us standing and saying, praise God, we made it here. Quality is what is going to save us in these times. Quality is, going, is what is going to mark those who name the name of the Lord and those who don't, even in these perilous times. It is God that is at work in us. He said, I am being confident. 
May God continue to be confident of every one of us. If we go straight to verse 9, he says, And this I pray, that your love may abound. Verse 9. That your love may abound still more and more in the knowledge and all discernment. Excellence involves involvement in your knowledge, knowing more and more on a consistent basis. He said in verse 10. Verse 10. Sorry, verse 9. Let's keep reading. Verse 9. He said, and this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in all knowledge and discernment. Now verse 10, sorry. Let's go together. He said that you may approve the things that are excellent, the things that are of good virtue, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. I want you to know that God wants us to be proving the things that are excellent. What does that mean? God wants us to weigh our motives, weigh our actions. God wants us to be people who rely not on our own strength but on him to continue to serve with excellence this half-heartedness of service this half-heartedness of devotion to duty when we talk about service people think that kingdom kingdom service is only being an usher being a choir uh, chorister being a minister of the word and doing those churchy things those are just elements of it in fact those are the minutest elements of it the real work of service is when you are out there as a student the real work of service is when you are out there as a doctor as a lawyer as as, as, a, as an athlete whatever you do as a teacher when you are out there and you are the light of the world you are the salt of the earth the real service of excellence that is required of you proving excellence is right there you need to prove excellence with many things as i will be going through them just before i close this you and I need to consistently be a people who are wired up thinking in a way that we are representatives of God on earth, so we must not allow our lives to be anyhow. This means that there are certain things we are not permitted to say. This means that there are certain things we are not permitted to drink. This means there are certain things we are not permitted to eat. Not that those things are necessarily bad in themselves, but because it does not represent the excellent God. And this is what we need to understand. He said that you may be sincere, that you may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ. So I'll quickly take us through four things, very quickly, that God demands excellence in. The first thing is our character. Character. Say with me, character. Character. You see, the word character has been given so many definitions today, but it doesn't mean many things as we are trying to redefine it. One very clear definition is the fact that character represents the strength of our moral fiber, the strength of our morality, the strength of our integrity. When we talk about the fiber that works in a, in a, in a, that, that you have in a, in a thing, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an object, the stronger it is, the more power that that object can generate. If you want to pull a, a, a one-ton vehicle, you need something that has enough strength in its fiber. You need something that has enough strength in its material to allow you to pull it. If you are going to pull a three-ton vehicle, like most cars, you need something that is three times as strong as the first one, and so on and so forth. The strength of your moral character and my moral character is what determines our, of our moral fiber and my, your moral fiber and my moral fiber is what determines our character. A.W. Tozer, great servant of God, he described character as the excellence of moral beings. 
everyone who is moral, everyone who has named the name of the Lord, walks in a level of excellence. And the degree of that excellence is the degree to which the person has what is called character. We can talk of the excellence of gold when we say it is pure. So the excellence of gold is in its purity. We can talk of the excellence of an art object or a sculpture. Those of you that know art very well, you can look at an art and you won't be surprised when they tell you it is worth 50,000. Some of us are not so artistic, artistically minded. I struggle. I must admit to you, I struggle to see how something is worth 5,000 and the other one is worth 50,000. I'll look at them and I'm wondering what they see. But people who know the value of art, people who know the depth of art and what a, a painting can, can the, the beauty that can be demonstrated by art, can tell you easily how one is worth more than the other. And the one that is worth more is more beautiful to the artistic mind. This is exactly how the character of a Christian should be. It is a man who is demonstrating his excellence is in his character. It's not in his reputation. People may know you in different ways because of what you do. Reputation is simply what you do. But your, your character is who you are by the grace of God. People may know you. People may know you functioning in different areas of life. People may know you in one place as a father in your, in, your, in, your, in your immediate family. They know you as a brother or as a sister or as a father or as a mother and all those things. They may know you like that and that is you. That is you. Then they may know you at work as a, a nurse. They may know you as a lawyer. They may know you as a teacher. Whatever it is you do. And that is still you. But those things are more of your defined roles in terms of reputation. But whether you are at home as a father, or you are at work as a teacher, or you are in the, in the, in the sports ground as, as, as somebody who is playing with, with mates, there is something that must be you everywhere. The excellence of your moral fiber must be solid, must be such that you are unshakable, immovable. You are somebody who is always committed with or without the promptings of other things and other people. This is why we talk about Daniel today. We talk about Daniel a lot. The Bible says an excellent spirit was found in him. He was a distinguished man. In Daniel chapter 5 verse 11, they described him as one in whom the spirit of the gods, as they, they understood, is. When they were telling him, telling, telling about him to Belteshazzar. We almost understand that what God wants for us is to be like a Daniel. Like somebody who determined, Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, what made him such a person of sound character and a person of excellence is the fact that he proposed, Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, he proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. Many of us need to propose, make some more purposeful distinctions, Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. Many of us need to make some more purposeful decisions on a daily basis. Friends, do you know something? It is very easy to backslide and compromise. It is very easy, very, very easy. It is very easy to pull something down, but much more difficult to build, much more difficult to maintain. So if you are going to be a Christian in this end time, you must understand, don't think that those who are standing are standing because the same things that are affecting you or thrown at you are not thrown at them. They are going through the same challenges of family, through the same challenges of the employment place, through the same challenges of the business world, through the same challenges of health. There are days I wake up and my head is like three times my size, the, head of my, my, the size of my head. 
I'm telling you, I wake up and I'm about to lead prayer in our early morning prayer. And I just say, Lord Jesus, as I rise, I rise in you. I take authority quickly. And before I get downstairs to sit down, the thing would have, <laughs> would have vanished. Nobody is free from those things. The devil is not, he, he means business. Why do you think he's taking advantage of what is happening all over the world? And you sleep and then you wake up and hear that 200 people have died, 300 people have died. Because that is his mission, to steal, to kill, to destroy. So you and I must understand that Daniel proposed not to defile himself because he understands that when I defile myself with anything of this world, of this kingdom, I will lower my own integrity. I will lower my own character. And I can, at times, make my gift of no effect. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. But the devil knows very well that if he can get you and I to compromise, it can become weak. Samson was never a person without the spirit of might. But when he compromised, the spirit of God had to leave. Not that the gift left. The spirit only left. That's why later on, he said, Lord, one more time. When he said, give me this strength, that was his understanding. But what he was asking for was for, again, the inflow of the Holy Spirit after repentance. And the Bible says he came back to him. So gifts are always there. But the reason we are not seeing the effect of our gifts as we ought to is because we are compromising in character. We must make up our mind like Daniel. The Bible says he decided that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested something different, that I don't want to defile myself. You and I must stand like Daniel stood. Because when you stand like that, it only leads to favor and more favor. Daniel chapter 1 verse 9, he said, Now God had brought Daniel into favor. God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. He wasn't just walking in favor because God liked his face. He walked in favor because God saw a person he could trust. You and I must understand, when God is calling us to be a people of excellence in the service of God, we must be a people who are demonstrating to God that, Lord, you can trust me. Lord, you can trust me. If God cannot trust you with 1,000, don't expect him to give you five or ten, just using monetary figures. He can't. Why should he? To waste it? No. God will always give to those he can trust. He stood with Daniel, made sure no lion could consume him because he was somebody that he could count on. Everyone that will walk with God and make something with God must walk in this kind of excellence. That's why I'm telling you that biblical excellence is very different from what we just term excellent. Anybody who can take decisions and do things will be rated excellent in the world of today. But God is looking for those who will not only do that but have a regard for him. Those who will, who will go like Daniel before kings and say, only that God knows everything. Those who will go like Joseph and say, the wisdom is not in me, it comes from a God I serve. That's what God is looking for. God is not looking for pompous, arrogant people all over the world today who are saying they can do without God. That is the problem of our world today. That is our problem, whether we want to accept it or not. It grieves his heart. He created mankind. He made you and I, we have breath because he put it there. And then we go about, we say things and do things as if he doesn't exist. Thank God for his mercies. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. If not for his mercies that prevail over mankind every time, the devil would have so consumed so many people. But we thank God that we have this understanding. And in humility, we will continue to pray and ask him to have mercy. The second thing God wants us to develop excellence is, very linked to the first one, is our gifts 
and abilities. We need to be excellent with our gifts and abilities. What does that mean? The things that we do, we must be doing them with seriousness. We must be doing them with intentionality. Knowing that God is at work in us, we cannot be working. A child of God does not work like everybody else. A child of God must go beyond the limits in terms of working in excellence. We need to understand this because the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 16, that a man's gift makes room for him. A man's gift makes room for him. And it brings him before great men. Go and check out the life of people who are dining and whining with kings today. They are people who are of excellence, and particularly those who name the name of the Lord. This is a natural thing that if you know what you are doing, you will appear before kings. But if you have the spirit of God in you, not only will you appear before kings, you have a potential to influence kings for the kingdom. You have a potential to influence kings to do right. When God called a person like Saul, God changed his character. God changed his person with a new name. And when God called him Paul from Saul, he set him loose. And then he began to discuss with the higher mighty. He no longer regarded his life as anything. He said, I've been crucified with Christ. We looked at that last week. He said, the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And God took him to Caesar. God took him to every one ruler that was important in their time. You and I must understand this. That there is something that God wants to do in your life and in my life and through my life and through your life. That until we become excellent with our gifts and callings, being excellent with our God-given gifts and abilities, this helps us to be more productive and rewarded, both spiritually and physically. Everyone is rewarded for their output. Believers know how to pray. Believers know how to read the word and confess the word. We are good at those things. But many times we don't understand the place of output. Nobody is just going to look at your face and give you things. We pray for favor, and that is true. I believe in favor. But go through scripture. Nobody just looked at anybody and just gave them things. No. They were given things because of what they contributed. Daniel became a governor of, of many satraps because of his contribution. Joseph became prime minister because of his contribution. David came to the palace because of his skill. He was a good player of instruments and people saw him in the wilderness and they told about him in a palace that he was not in. I have seen that in my own little life so far I have seen where people recommended me to people that I did not know as far back as the year 1994 was the first big testimony like that for me and it has happened many many times over. I'm not saying this as a boast but I'm telling you you can walk in it. You need to know how to distinguish yourself even in this pandemic every one of us has an opportunity and i want you to understand that we are not rejoicing over what is happening the loss of lives is colossal it is terrible it's colossal as they say it is terrible it is it is it is unimaginable that people are dying in hundreds and thousands across the world on a daily basis we must pray to god and continue to trust his mercy but you know something this adversity even gives us opportunity to demonstrate that we have a God who can provide solutions like, Ab like Daniel did, like Joseph did, like David did when he, came to Goliath, when he came to Goliath. We must show the world that we are growing in our abilities. Whatever you are doing, that's your ability. We looked at this a, few, a couple of weeks back. Whatever God is helping you to do, that's your ability, that's your gift, that's your calling. Use it to his glory. 
Friends, it was great servant of God, John Maxwell, that said this, adversity is prosperity with people with a great attitude. Every adversity around us is an opportunity for prosperity. Do you know that as we are talking about COVID-19, there are people becoming millionaires now? Now, don't get me wrong. And please, I beg you, don't get me wrong. I'm not rejoicing about people dying. But this is the way it is in the world system. There are people becoming millionaires. There are scientists whose lives are changing forever because of what they are doing. Bringing about drugs, bringing about pharmacies who are working day and night and bringing results and getting paid for doing it. They are paying them emergency fees. There are doctors who are demonstrating and showing. And there are those who are not even in that sector at all. People in logistics who are thinking. Yesterday I heard on the news that people were working to see how uh, supermarket chains can share buses and trans transport. Somebody has thought about that quickly. So that if you are Tesco, you are Asda, you are, you are Morrison, it doesn't matter. We just put everything to a pool of, of, of vehicles. And then I need, I need a vehicle now that needs to go out. And I am Morrison, but I don't have any more because I've sent all my vehicles out. I get one from that pool that somebody has wisely created. And all the companies have subscribed to that service. I'm telling you, it doesn't cost much. But the church will sit down there and not just be praying, which is good, we have to pray. But we don't think. We don't think. We only complain and complain. We must understand that every adversity gives us an opportunity to demonstrate. The work you do, you have an opportunity to demonstrate. Many of us are forced to work from home now. And we have to be creative with work from home. If, your work, if you are working from home and your work is lagging behind from where you are in the office, that is not good enough. You should do over and above. And then you start to see that God allows it to attract more to you. Those of you who are studying and are doing courses and programs, and even those of you who are still in formal education, understand that the opportunity you have to be home now gives you focus don't waste time on social media chatting with people that are going nowhere take time do your research you have access to billions of information online take time settle down prove your excellence read hard buy things invest in yourself use this adversity to climb friends god would always open great opportunities to people who are developing their abilities this is what God wants us to develop as part of our excellence. Acts excellence. We need to be excellent with our God-given abilities. I'll quickly touch on the last two. We need to be excellent with time. Time. You see, time consciousness is a problem to many people from different parts of the world. When I was coming to England, one of the things I, I, I was cherishing even before I got there was, was the time consciousness of the nation. I witnessed it in the 90s when I first came here to do some work and I said I like the way time is respected in this country it just I just like it and uh, I've lived a little bit in America as a child as you all know as most of you would know it's it's good but it's not exactly the same Canada not exactly the same you know but talk about British value on time it's not perfect but man it is sound I'm always very pleased that I, God give me privilege to live in a country like that because where time is valued, such a society can never go down. They are strong, they are regimented, they are disciplined. It shapes the moral fiber of a community when they are time conscious. One of the prob biggest problems of developing country today, countries today is this particular issue. A disregard for time 
even though they have all the resources in this world but because time is mismanaged everywhere is wasted and blown up and 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 just inconsequential and then we wonder why things are chaotic as people who want to walk in the excellence of god we must be time conscious john chapter 9 verse 4 jesus said i must walk the works of him who sent me while it is day i must walk the walk while there is time even jesus knew that he had limited time and in john 1930 when he said it is finished he knew that time was over for that phase of his assignment he's coming back again at a time determined by his father let's be ready for him he's a time man he is a time man he walks with time and so we must understand that we have to be time conscious time must not be wasted time must not be wasted paul said we must be redeeming the time in ephesians chapter 5 verse 17 because the days are evil it means to buy back it means this, the next second is already wasted if you don't buy it back the next minute is already a wasted one if you don't buy it back that's what redeem means so you plan ahead and use it well because it is already a wasted one that's why when you do nothing with it you say i've wasted time because when you don't plan you come into it it's wasted already so but if you plan ahead that in the next 10 minutes i want to do this you are buying it back before you get there that is the wisdom in it finally we need to be wise and we need to grow in excellence with our resources very close to time but i singled out time time is a resource but i singled out time but every other kind of resource our money the things that god has given to us our 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 things the things that help us some of us have cars that can make us money some of us have cars that can help us to do more business but we use it to drive from jagu to biliba <laughs> and all the other all over town when you can use it to do stuff some of us have computers and tablets and things that can make us money or help us to do the evangelism work whatever it is god calls us to do much better or we use it to play games we use it to do things that are unimportant waste of resources jesus said gather up the fragments in john chapter 6 verse 12. we talked about this when we talked about prudence jesus said gather up the fragments so that nothing be wasted he prayed for bread to reach everybody the fish to reach everybody god answered that prayer everybody had a feeling you would have expected that he would just leave it and walk away like most of us would have done now god has answered prayer oh praise god and they just go away you don't waste your resources if you want god to give you something for the next level you'll be excellent at what he has given you today you want god to change your car take care of the one he has given you don't say what this useless car what is it doing for me and then you you don't wash it you don't care you drive it all over town as if it doesn't matter you'll be shocked it doesn't bring glory to god one is not excellent then two you are not showing that you like it you want to move out of a rented house take care of the one you are in now don't say you have that wicked landlord no you are not doing it for the landlord you are doing it for your own house that you are about to buy is the wisdom in it we need to be excellent with the things god has given to us so that we don't let the devil take advantage wasting resources is a sign of foolishness and ingratitude let us not be foolish let us not be ungrateful romans chapter 16 verse 19 as i close this say for your obedience has become known to all therefore i am glad on your behalf but i want you to be wise in what is good original king james verse says be excellent at what is good and when he says be simple concerning evil it means be innocent of evil let us determine to be excellent the world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of god it's not a verse we should quote as a cliche 
and used to harass everybody else that is not born again. It's a verse that we must reflect on and pray and say, Lord, help me to manifest. Help me to manifest. Let me be known in my sector. I don't say everybody has to be top flying blue sky thing. But you cannot just be ordinary. You cannot just have no value. No. You carry God. It is God that is at work in you. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So be excellent at what is good. Be innocent of evil. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We know that you have spoken to us today and your desire is that we don't remain where we are. As we continue to condemn this pandemic and continue to arrest its powers like your servant prayed, cursing it from its roots, Lord, we keep speaking against its manifestation. We keep speaking against its power and decree that Lord God Almighty, not only will you help with your mercy reigning from on high, you will walk in us to positively contribute even to our communities and to the places that we belong and the social networks that we belong in the name of Jesus. Thank you because the spirit of excellence is protecting us from every onslaught of evil. No one member of this church will be caught up by this virus. In the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus covers everyone and we remain sanctified, we remain separated, we remain covered in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I don't know who is online and who has watched this. I just want to pray in two minutes. If you are not born again, you cannot operate the excellence of God. It just doesn't happen. I'm going to pray with you. And if you just repeat this prayer after me, that means you are giving your life to Jesus Christ. The journey must start from there. I said God is excellent. He works in us. And he helps us to do so I want you to pray with me and the Lord will hear your prayers. Say with me, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today to make you my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from unrighteousness. From today, I am born again. I am set free and I'm made whole. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have made that prayer, just uh, in the chat box, please, just put your name to LifeGate Outreach Center. Look at the participants. LifeGate Outreach Center, put your name and your phone number. And I tell you, somebody will be in touch to just help you to know how to pray and how to remain standing in the things of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We bless God for how he's helped us today. And uh, this is the first time I'll do a thing like this to preach to an audience that is preaching. I've done many other things like that, but preaching... To an audience that is not in the place but they are somewhere all over the town but we are grateful we've got through this and god will be helping us in jesus name hallelujah it is time for us to bless the lord with our offerings and um, what we're going to do now is we're going to project the church bank account and um, we're going to trust god to just help us while that is being projected and also the uh uh, we need the web link as well. There is a web link you can use. It's uh, livegatecenter.org slash giving. But you can only do that one on a computer or a tablet. It won't work on a phone. Livegate Outreach Center slash giving. And, uh, or you can just use the bank account. What I've suggested to the church members is that you try to um, set up the bank account 
as one of your uh, uh, friends or people you can give to so that you can, it's easier for you. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to pray over your offerings. Uh, I want to thank you very much for your giving in the house. God is helping us to invest a lot and he's helping us to help one or two people who are really in dire straits and in, in, in difficult situations with the things that God is helping us to do in creating opportunities. And also, God is helping us to upgrade the infrastructure of the, of the place. You cannot see behind me very well. A lot is going on there. And uh, the next time you see that place, you'll be surprised that uh, it doesn't look like where you knew before. But um, we are thankful to God. We have spent some money and we are spending some money. We are still, because we are on our lease, we are still paying our rent here on a monthly, on a, uh, a quarterly basis, uh, which is fairly substantial. But we want to thank God and I want to thank you for being a part of this work and standing very solidly in what God is doing. I want you to know that God never ever ignores those that diligently serve him. God will surely continue to reward you. So as you give through the bank account and as you give through the uh, website, don't forget that is LiveGate Center, not LiveGate Outreach Center. That's LiveGateCenter.org slash giving livegatecenter.org slash giving when you do the bank account you can mark it in your reference with your name you put your name and then you put uh, uh the type whether it's a tithe or something that's just to help our accounting it's not anything else but it's just to help our accounting like you normally do on a gift aid form and we can also claim the gift aid let me pray over the offerings father in the name of jesus we want to thank you for all that you are doing we are grateful for your provision and we are aware that these times are very difficult and challenging. And in fact, many people are not too sure about the businesses they do and the things and how things will pan out. And thank you for the great, gracious uh, hand of the government to try to step in to help people. This is something we are very grateful for in a country like this. But Lord, we pray. And I pray over the finances of your children, these uh, this critical times. I pray that, Lord, everyone will continue to experience supernatural favors in the name of Jesus. Everyone who puts their trust in you concerning that which you can do in their, in, their, in their finances at this time, I pray that open doors will come. As we have prayed for the spirit of excellence, let it be at work in your children. Open everyone's eyes to see things that can be done very easily that they have not even thought about that can help them to generate income so that lives will continue to be transformed. Things that they can suggest where they work that will bring about a promotion, that will bring about a lifting, like you did for Daniel, like you did for Joseph and the saints of old. I pray you will continue to do these things in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.